Hello, listeners of the Mad Scientist podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cogswell, here today only with the memory of Marie Mayhew because I forgot to tell her about this interview, and so she's probably still at work. So, doing really well. I am joined today by two great guests. I am joined by Olivia and Dylan. Uh, Olivia is a listener who actually emailed the show in and offered to come on and give us an interview about witchcraft and her practice of it. And so, Olivia, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. For sure. And uh, so Olivia is uh, born and raised in Colorado, currently in L.A. She is a fitness instructor and artist and has been practicing witchcraft for six years now. So here we also have Dylan, who is really steeped in and practiced in a whole bunch of different, um, I don't know, esoteric, I guess, witchcraft, Wiccan, Santeria, uh, all kinds of different things. Dylan has a uh, degree, a bachelor's in anthropology with a focus on occultism and mysticism. And you have been practicing for about 10 years now since you were nine years old. Correct. Great, great. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the air, first off. Yeah, for sure. You we're know, excited. Yeah, I know it's not, you know, it's funny when this is sort of when you talk about kind of your, like in, in modern society, kind of people's personal belief or faiths are kind of, you know, almost a taboo subject, right? We don't really talk about them. Mm-hmm. unless we're in a place unless we're you know really drunk and you're you know you're uh you're raring for a fight at the bar or yeah. <laughs> or you're um or you know you're in company with people who are really comfortable so i do really want to thank you for um you know being open enough and comfortable enough to come on and talk to us today so um yeah so anyways to start things off here i just kind of wanted to know for both of you um you know, how did, how did you start practicing? If you want to get into that and then, you know, what sort of, uh, what sort of made you decide to become, uh, practiced in these sort of, you know, traditions? Um, you know, for me, it was, I, I kind of like, I always tell people, I, I feel very fortunate because, um, both my parents were very, uh, liberal with, uh, spirituality and beliefs. Um, my mother, she's, uh, Cherokee Irish, uh, and then black Irish, which I guess are the, uh, Apaches who are like, we're not gonna, uh, side with the white man. Um, and, uh, and I don't know. So like we had, we had that. My dad is uh, Cuban and then he's also a German and a German Jew. So we just had different uh, beliefs. So like growing up, it was never, uh, religion was never like a, a construct. Um, so as a kid, it really uh, evolved from stories. So my mom and dad, like they both loved history. My mom would read me books on Greek mythology. And I think just in this world, once I just always had this idea that there were, that magic or uh, mysticism predated the world. Uh, and then I was able to find my way. So I found Wicca. Uh, Wicca was the first thing that I found early on. Um, and then once I got into that, it was just like, you know, I don't know. Like the I would meet people. Opened. Yeah, the <laughs> doors opened. Uh, and then I would meet these like, you know, Christians and, and Catholics. And it's like, are you – and in school there's always that like, are you Christian or Catholic? And I'd be like, I, I'm, I'm pagan. <laughs> um, but the thing too is that I think also my love of history. So my love of history really fueled my love of spirituality because I think 
you know, paganism was the beginning and it was ste- everything was steeped in, in mysticism. And to me, it's just like, I don't know, I guess that's how I started. I started with that. Uh, and then it was a day to day, like there was a prayer, but then spell work is really just prayer with activities, Yes, I guess. So that just made sense to me. And then I read the new Testament and it scared me, <laughs> scared me because what a vengeful God. I'm like, damn. Um, so yeah. That's my man. <laughs> Interesting. But, okay. Yeah. So it's sort um, of, so it's sort of. Okay, yeah. So Olivia, how how about for you then? Actually, I want oh, to hear yeah. this. So um, I think it was like it was always something that was like deep rooted in me. I just always had this really strange fascination with any kind of like ritual work that any um, like ancient civilizations had. Uh, I loved anything that was kind of just like mysterious, and I, there weren't a lot of answers. And being raised in a Christian home, it was always like tarot cards are the devil. Anything that's not Christian is the devil. And it was just like, Oh, okay. I can't touch anything. Um, and you hear all these horror stories about, you know, like cults and all that stuff. But then I remember like in, I was a child and we were doing communion for the first time and they were handing around, you know, like the, the grape juice and the, the wafers. And they were like, this is the blood and flesh of Christ and you must consume it. And I'm this like eight year old child, like, that's a little culty, kind of freaky. Like everybody else is telling me I should be scared of everything else, but that's kind of freaky. So I was like, maybe I just misunderstand this. And I just kind of started like learning more about it and trying to dig more about it. And uh, it just evolved from there. Interesting. Okay. So, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, I think. So Dylan, you kind of came from a more, I would actually say probably closer to my own background as a kid my you know my family like we were talking about on the uh, before we started recording um my grandma was very uh, my my nona my mom's mother uh, you know where we were raised roman catholic but there was always kind of a tinge of the old country right of mm-hmm. of, of croatia Definitely. and yugoslavia and kind of these old beliefs and you know one thing that we we touch on the show a lot is my grandma had a lot of personal my grandma had a lot of personal um superstitions superstitions but even more than that almost like personal rituals right and so part of that i think is was probably undiagnosed ocd but um but (laughs) another another large part of that though was really a, a sincere belief i think for her in the power of kind of natural things to cure you right so one thing my grandma was was straight obsessed with lemons um she really thought like you know uh, a mixture of lemon was lemon juice onion yogurt and something else some kind of spice or herb or something could really um you know basically like it was what was keeping her alive you know and she lived to be like 92 so i guess you can't you can't argue with results yeah. for sure um, but sure. you know i don't know if i want to start every day eating sour yogurt <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know but it is interesting so my own my own mom my mother you know some of my earliest memories are uh hanging out with my mom's friends who they would all get together and read tarot cards together, right? And try to tell each other's futures. Yeah. And, you know, my mom was always, and, you know, my mom, my mom's, my mom is great. She, she loves books. She loves, you know, she always, um, she always gave me a lot of leeway in the books that I was allowed to read, right? And, and kind of the stuff that I was allowed to research and get into. 
Definitely. And religion and kind of mysticism and stuff was always something that fascinated me. And I think, you know, I think for my whole family, it's sort of because of our connection to it through our grandma, you know, it's always been kind of an interesting thing. But um, but no one, you know, as far as I know, um, no one really has ever started practicing. But I know, you know, a couple of master's thesis have been written on this sort of subject. And, you know, it's always been an interesting thing um, for all of us, I think. But actually, so Olivia, you you came from a it sounds like a relatively strict Christian household. It started out like that for sure because I was the first kid they had. And, you know, the first kid, they're like, you have to shelter and nothing can hurt Sure. You and everything. So, um, yeah, it started out like that. And now, uh, my parents are pretty like lenient and like, like I mentioned, um, I'm a fitness instructor, but I'm a pole dance fitness instructor. So like that coming <laughs> that when I was like, I want to do that every, a lot of my family was kind of like, mm. and <laughs> mm, sure. Okay. We've all gotten, we've all gotten you know, the disapproving hum. Right. <laughs> it's that, it's right. that passive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, they started to kind of like open up of like, oh, it's not all bad, you know, and they started to understand a lot more of it as I grew into it, which was really nice. Uh, so that's lucky on my side, but it was definitely Pole dancing, not witchcraft, right? Both, both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, my mom, I, I'm still like very nice when I talk about witchcraft with my mom I'm not like so I did this spell today and talked to the dead you know like I'm not <laughs> I didn't do that uh but she knows like tarot cards still freaks her out so I just kind of like I'm I'm vanilla with her when it comes with that but uh yeah there she's she's more open to it and it's kind of like ah, you're an adult you can do whatever you want but when I was growing up it was definitely like sheltered uh be careful of like I couldn't watch Harry Potter growing up because it was the devil. Um, so Interesting. it was a lot of that. <laughs> wow. So, so actually, yeah, I mean, it, that is, that's kind of an interesting, um, you know, it's, it's almost an aspect of, I guess, sort of, you know, uh, protecting you from something that in the end kind of really gave you a lot of, uh, a lot of, a source of a lot of comfort, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny, kind of an interesting way how that kind of stuff works out, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. And touch on, on grandmothers real quick. You know, my grandmother, she she was, I mean, she's been through the ringer in her life. Uh, she She's 82. Um, and uh, she, she has been, uh, she was Jewish, Catholic, Christian, Buddhist. Girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's she's wow. done all. Now she's uh, agnostic, but what was funny is that during her, like she would, she would do her prayers uh, in Buddhism. So she'd have her prayer beads and she had her whole thing and she'd chant. Um, but then she was also like, I remember my great aunt would come over and like things weren't happening. And I remember she needed to sell a house. So it was like, I'm going to bury a statue of St. Anthony That's in my, my backyard. And then I was like, bitch, it's witchcraft. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I didn't say that about my sorry, mom. Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> um. That is witchcraft. And she's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, it's a saint. <laughs> um, and the other thing too was like, uh, if you want to speed something up, so say that something's on route or you want to speed something up, you would get uh, um, a little statue of St. Anthony and you would flip him over. So you would flip him upside down. And that was supposed to kind of like make sure that, that things happen quickly. Hmm. Um, but 
all these, you know, and it's something that I actually really discovered when I was in New Orleans. It's it's this this folk magic. So it's a combination of of modern Catholicism or Catholicism in general, and there are still those pagan roots. And no matter where you go, like those pagan roots have not gone away. They haven't been stripped. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Right. East. Right. Yeah. You know, it's in, it's actually really interesting. We because there's a lot of that with. Um, if you look at the, the kind of the history of Catholicism, right? A lot of those, a lot of those things like the saints themselves, the saints are goddesses. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Of, you know, this, the saints were kind of a way for, you know, the Romans were kind of, you know, we're not going to, we're not giving up our drinking and eating holidays. And then so the church was like, fine, you can have <laughs> yeah. them, but just we'll, we'll make it our own thing. That's okay. Right. And, and so you end up with like St. Anthony's day or St. Michael's day or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, and then on top of that too, kind of the continuation of the whole, uh, almost underground economy of talismans and, uh, trinkets and stuff turning into, you know, I mean, I think like every good, um, like every good Italian family, we had a Saint, uh, was it St. Christopher and a St. Michael thing in the car and a little, Padre Pio sitting there glued to the dashboard and you know, yeah. it just, you know, it, it gave you license. You could drive as badly and as vulgar, you know, say as many vulgar things as you wanted, but the saints were there protecting you. Right. So, Oh, totally. Uh, you know, and also look at, I mean, one of the, there's St. Bridget, uh, who's very, she's, she's very popular amongst Irish Catholic. Sure. Um, and she's, she's the goddess Bridget. You know, and she was the, the Celtic goddess of magic, you know, so they they were just kind of like, oh, well, we can't kill everyone. <laughs> so maybe a way to convert people <laughs> is to be like, your goddess is also a Catholic. That's super interesting. Surprise. Surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's a very interesting kind of, um, you know, that's one thing that we talk about a lot on the show is how these ideas of kind of uh, magical thinking and these kind of, uh, I don't know about historical pagan roots, you know, but kind of these things that we seem to have almost ingrained in our consciousness as, well, this logically makes sense to us, even if it doesn't follow kind of the causal chain that science has put out for us. Um, we There seems to be some kind of rhythm to the way that we think where, okay, well, if this occurs, then this is a likely cause or whatever. And so a lot of these ideas stick around over time, and that's really where we get a lot of our um, supernatural mythology, right? Oh, Very, for sure. Super interesting. I mean, so so actually, one thing that you guys touched on that I kind of want to get into a little bit more is what is the... So, Olivia, you are a, you are a practicing witch. Yes. And Dylan, you are just a mystic in general. You're kind of, you know, doing it on all fronts. But what, yeah, you, well, you've studied all fronts, but what would you consider yes. yourself? Would you would you consider yourself to be a Wiccan or what would you consider yourself to be? No, I would consider myself to be a, a witch. So I do. Okay. Um, and that's another you know, there's a lot of stigma there. Uh, but the the um, the root word, I mean, which means we means wise one. Um, okay. So it, it is wisdom and, and it defies male or female. Uh, warlock actually means traitor. Uh, so, okay. So I heard that once at the, um, I heard that at the, so, okay. Full disclosure. Whenever I create a character in any video game, I'm always a warlock class. Okay. Full disclosure. 
it's <laughs> Skyrim. Well, Skyrim, you didn't get to pick a class because they dumbed down their uh, specking, you know, method, whatever. But, you know, anyways, I heard that at the uh, the Witch Trial Museum in, in uh, Salem, Massachusetts. Actually. Yes. Oh, my and, God. I've been there. Yeah, it's great. I mean, we've me and me and Katie have been there like. I mean, the whole time we lived in, we feel like we went like once a year practically. You know, we we just we love Salem. It's it's a it's great so city. Great. But um, so that's that's interesting though. So warlock means traitor. Yes. Okay. And then it's funny because then you have the male witches who are like trying to to I'm make a warlock. warlock a thing. <laughs> right. Um, and I'm like, so then I'm like, you're a traitor. <laughs> Right, right. So, uh, so like, there's actually there's a and and uh, I don't want to name names, but there are a few famous male witches out there who are also authors, and they're all about reclaiming the word warlock, but there's nothing to reclaim. Um, and then wizard is is straight out of like La Morte de Arthur, you know, okay. um, fantasy. That's so about it. What about what about words like um, mage or so magi? I th- I think is a root from, um, from, uh, sort of more like you know Hebrew languages, right? So sort of uh, yeah, right. So magi and jinn and that the, all that kind of stuff goes together. But what about the word mage itself? Is that kind of does that have a, a a real meaning today, or is that just kind of a word that people throw out there? I know in some Wiccan circles, I, I believe you are a mage before you became uh, become initiated. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like it's that. Um, so uh, and and it's weird because also like novice too. Like I'm I'm hearing all these new like, and that is also part of the neo paganism culture. So it's this like. Uh, not millennial, but I think Getting it's just hip. a like, woo. <laughs> like someone today was uh, not today, but someone the other day I met and she was like, I'm a, I'm a wicked novice, uh, going into my third degree. And I was like, what? what? Right. Sort of a, almost a karate belting of uh, religious practice. Right. But I think, I actually think in some ways that that is almost as well, you know, in in Catholicism, in Christianity, right? Or at least in Catholicism, I can't really speak for all sects of Christianity, but in Catholicism, there is almost a like, you know, first you get uh, you first you get reconciliation, and then you get um, communion, and then you do you know confirmation, and then you get married, and then right like there's yeah, almost this rhythm sure. of uh, you know you kind of as you get higher level. I guess you get better and better titles, right? And and you become yeah. more initiated I mean, into the church. So, but there, so that's going to get to another question later. But there is, is there anything formal like that in in these religions? Well, for for Wicca specifically, or at least when I did my Wicca initiations, there wasn't uh, there was a hierarchy, uh, but it was like high priest, high priestess, and then everyone else was just part of the coven. Okay. Um, in order to be part of a coven, so you would be like on the side, so there's the inner circle and the outer circle. Um, you would be like an adept or I guess a novice. Um, and you had to be with the coven studying for a year and a day in order to be initiated. So usually most traditional Wicca covens, um, it is uh, a year and a day to, to be uh, initiated. Uh, into a coven or to even uh, to some people to call yourself a wicked. And so what does that, what does that mean both in terms of like study, like what are you studying? And then also what, um, what is the initiatory, you know, is there a, is there like a, um, 
a knowledge test you have to pass or even a oh, ritual or something or okay well for me well the thing too so here is uh there are different forms of because so wicca not to give you like a but wicca started in the 60s sure. so it is also considered a neo pagan religion so if someone says that wicca is like 6000 years old they're they're blowing smoke up your tushy. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Wicca started in the sixties um, or maybe the early fifties with Gerald Gardner, and he had his coven, um, and within that there were different um, people, and they broke off and started their own forms of Wicca. So there's Alexandrian Wicca, there's Gardnerian Wicca, there's Dianic Wicca. There are many forms of Wicca. Uh, so I was part of a Gardnerian Wiccan coven and an Alexandrian Wiccan coven, a Gardnerian stemming from Gerald Gardner, who started Wicca. Um, and every initiation process was different. So really what you learn is uh, uh, you would learn the lunar cycles, when to cast spells. Um, a lot of it is meditation and, and getting comfortable with the practice. Um, I do love that they teach you kind of like a history of witchcraft. You're getting familiar with the idea, with the deities. So the spirits, uh, you learn a lot about crystals and stones. And it's really up to each circle to tell you. So it's not like a, what you learn in one coven, you're going to learn in another. Um, because some are fast-paced, some are slow-paced, some – some you are one of six people trying to be initiated and you may be the one person so that you get more hands on. Um, a lot of it too is at your own leisure um, and making sure that you do the work yourself and just attending the the group uh, rituals. Okay. Uh, so I, I really do – I needed that structure to start. Um, and I do think that it is – it was very necessary. But unfortunately, or like once my eyes were open or I did more research or whatnot, you know, uh, it's not – that is not all of witchcraft. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read. Sure. Well, actually, so that brings us to kind of a, probably a question I should have asked beforehand, which is, um, so, there because witchcraft and Wicca, as you pointed out, they are different, right? Wicca is sort of a more formal um, practice that started in the 60s, whereas witchcraft mm -hmm. is sort of a longer, you know, a tradition that goes back to, you know, pre-recorded history in some ways, right? Mm -hmm. So Yeah, wanna, to Neolithic times. Yeah, so do you want to do you want to speak to kind of the difference between the two and um, what, you know, what is that difference ultimately? What it kind of if you were to boil it down to one thing, what would it be if you can? Sure, 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 sure. So I would say witchcraft is a practice um, a practice that dates back to, like you said, the dawn of time. Mm -hmm. um, and it, 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 witchcraft is a practice, and Wicca is a, um, it's a neo-pagan religion that started in the 60s. It's a closed religion, too. Uh, so not anyone can just call themselves a Wiccan, uh, despite what you may find at Barnes & Noble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, deep cut. And, deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. 
What? Oh, no, you're going hard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start oh, getting hate mail. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. I'm just kidding. It's fine. I get enough hate you're mail on my own. You're good. You're Don't worry about it. <laughs> you're gonna have some hardcore, um, solitary <laughs> practitioners uh, going after you. But um, like there are self-initiated Wiccans. I, I love them. Um, they're the you know they buy a book at Barnes Noble, they read it, and then all of a sudden they're Wiccan. Um, but Wicca is a closed uh, religion. Um, but anywho, I mean, that's really is the difference. The other thing too, with witchcraft, witchcraft is not a religion. So you, that is why like throwing it to Olivia, that's why Olivia can be a Christian witch sure. because witchcraft is, is a practice, um, that, that is pretty eclectic and you find it's like cooking and it's like cooking and you find it in every religion, even if you don't want to call it witchcraft, if you want to call it magic or folk magic or uh, superstitions or totems or whatever the case may be, that is all um, witchcraft. Okay. Anything with intent. Yeah. Okay. So witchcraft is sort of a, so, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong too. And then Olivia, I do, I want to hear more about specifically the Christian witchcraft mm -hmm. angle kind of right. But so, so as far as I can understand it then, so Wicca is a sort of Wicca is, is a set of practices and a system that you actually have to be initiated into. Right. Right. Whereas, whereas witchcraft is a witchcraft is almost, I don't know if it's a skill set is the right word, but almost a witchcraft is sort of a method of, of acting and doing things that um, you sort of try to try to through ritual, put your intent on the physical world. Is that right? Or the yeah. precisely. World? Okay. Yeah. okay. And, and you know, it is a way of life too. So, um, but I think with Wicca, Wicca has more structure. Um, usually not usually Wicca also involves uh, there's a male and a female a deity or aspect of God. Um, and there is, Wicca does have a belief in God. Um, so there are daily practices and daily, uh, there's something called the Wiccan read, which is something it's, it's almost like the 10 commandments for the Wiccan that you abide by. Um, so when you are calling yourself a Wiccan, what you are saying is that you believe in a male and female aspect of God. Um, and, uh, not all Wiccans are witches. That's where it gets tricky. Hmm. Yeah. So not all Wiccans are witches and not all witches are Wiccan. It's because like I said, Wiccan is a spirituality. Uh, it's a spiritual faith and uh, religion that actually got uh, recognized, I believe uh, in the seventies, um, if not earlier. Um, so it, it's a, it's a recognized religion. Um, and witchcraft is just one of the many uh, constructs that fall within Wicca. Whereas witchcraft by itself um, does not have to, it's just a, a practice in daily life. Okay. So where, okay. yeah. So whereas in, in Wicca, you would have to like um, abide by the holidays and maybe do spell work for the holidays, like uh, Halloween or Yule, which have their own uh, Samhain, um, where you would have days that you would have to do spell work. You can be a witch and never cast a spell, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I'm sure it you up. the way, the way I'm kind of, the way I'm kind of looking at it is like, um, just because you own a basketball doesn't mean you're an NBA player. 
Precisely. Right? Like, like you can yeah. you can do that stuff and kind of have fun with it and whatever and and you can even it can even shape a lot about the way that you do your life and you can take it very seriously, but unless you buy into this larger thing, um, and that larger thing accepts you as well, then you know you're not, you know, whatever. Just because you know. Anyways, that's a terrible like, analogy, kind of. But so, okay, so Olivia, so you you consider yourself to be a Christian witch? Yes. So, yeah, I know. A lot of people. I I can. I know. I can't see your face, but I can. I can see your face right now. Well, it's um, so it's it's <laughs> it's interesting because so we always joke. Okay, and maybe you guys can actually help settle a, settle a discussion here for us. We always joke that. Uh, Katie's mom is very big into herbs and herbal remedies and stuff. It's like a huge thing that she's into. Right. And she's yeah. also very into kind of the history of herbs and sort of, you know, what role they played in witchcraft and stuff. Right. Right. And so, um, I always joke with Katie that her mom is an alchemist, <laughs> right. In some ways. <laughs> um, so is, is kind of, so that's a secondary question is herbal, uh, remedies. Is that kind of, that kind of view that we always have of, um, healing, you know, healing women or wise women in, in local communities, um, being part of the witchcraft tradition, is that a valid view? But anyways, Christian witches, I want to, I want to know about it. How does that work for you? Um, so it's just weird because it's very like, uh, you kind of get heat from both sides of like the witches and the Christians. If they're like, you can't, you can't be both, but you can. Um, so the way I see it is that, uh, again, witchcraft is just doing things with intent. It's, um, you know, kind of like when you, uh, when you clean up, when you're doing spring cleaning, you know, you're, you're cleansing your house and getting rid of all the, the stale energy and like the things that you don't need and you feel lighter, like you, that, that heaviness or the staleness is gone. Um, and you know, like I consider that a ritual or I consider that a, a like witchcraft and, uh, prayer is intention. Um, so, you know, if you're saying, Oh, I I'm going to pray for you since you're going to surgery or et cetera, or, um, you know, Oh, I'll light a candle for you. It's essentially the same thing. You're, you're still doing both with the intention of calling upon a higher power, um, in order to kind of like reach in within your life and kind of help you out and gain control of things. And, uh, you know, like rituals is communion, uh, my favorite is when people are like, well, there's not possession in Christianity. And you're like, well, it happens when people speak in tongues, you know, huge, like huge part of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so I think it's just um, the fact that it was so demonized throughout history. Um, oddly enough of just the I mean, not just, but like mainly women who were midwives, healers um, and wise women were accused when they had all of this. It was because they they were powerful in a sense that other people didn't understand. Sure. Yeah. It's, um, kind, of, it's kind of an economic, uh, an economic socioeconomic question of, right. you know, well, yeah. oh, how did this, how did that old lady get so rich? <laughs> yeah, I, you exactly. know, I bet if we throw, exactly. you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. I totally agree with that view of kind of the history of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So then you take, and the thing is, too, I think there's a special I think there is a distinction, an important distinction there between um, Christianity and Catholicism as well. Right. Where Catholicism is sort of in some ways, almost Catholicism is more like the Wiccan and Christianity is more like the witchcraft. Right. Because Christianity can in some ways sort of be, um, you know, you can have any number of denominational sects. Right. And it's more about having a personal connection with God, whereas Catholicism is more about. 
Um, at least in my, you know, how I was raised with it and whatever, it's more of a connection to God, but it's through a church hierarchy, right? right. It's a more yeah, formal, exactly. a much more formal thing. Christianity is definitely like a one-on-one thing. Right. You know, you can have your own interpretation of the Bible and you can, you know, uh, you can become a healer potentially and, and all this yes. other kind of stuff. Now, so in terms of kind of, I guess, the... Um, I'm really interested in sort of the mechanisms actually of being, of practicing, practicing witchcraft. So, um, so actually I think Dylan kind of spoke to this pretty well before, which was there are kind of uh, local leaders in the sense of like individual covens within Wiccan, but then Mm -hmm. also within witchcraft, since it is kind of a more personal thing, there isn't as many kind of rules placed on it and and everything else. But I'm actually wondering when, (laughs) when you perform a, so do you actually you actually consider that you actually you actually uh, cast spells or do ceremonies for specific? Oh yeah, totally. I do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So what? So can you run us through that? I guess kind of what would that entail? Um, that's it's so free moving that it's kind of, like you don't really have a set like rules or guidelines of like first you do this first you do that. Um, it's it's all kind of like to each their own. Um, but. Honestly, like a lot of the time it's me, like, I mean, I guess something I do daily is I wake up and I, you know, get some tea and then I kind of like, I do morning stretches so that I can warm up for my dances and stuff. Um, but I try to kind of like meditate a little bit just to kind of like get myself gathered for the day. And I set up my crystals and I make my tea and I just like meditate. And I would consider that a ritual or if I feel like I can like light a candle and kind of pray for somebody if I need to. But I mean, I feel like that's pretty much a morning ritual in my sense. And it's, I think the biggest misconception is that like a lot of people feel like it's this dark room and you're lighting like 800 candles and you're like chanting this thing with like eight books around you and like this giant cauldron when really I'm just like, all right, I'm going to light this candle and like sit for like 15 minutes in silence. <laughs> right. It's true. When, when I first started uh, the craft, it was, and not the craft of the movie, <laughs> but when I Which first I started. Very good movie. 10 to the 10. Oh, it's a great movie. 10 to the 10 mad scientist rating right now. Yes. Okay. It's a great movie. Um, and you know what's funny is that they actually do, um, I real, appreciate their views on witchcraft. They do real spells in they it. They do real yeah. spells, I, I, but that's so, another story. But for me, like in the beginning when I first started, I was very um, by the book. So what I saw my coven do, I felt like I had to – incorporate into my daily life. So I would have those 10 candles <laughs> in the dark room and doing all those things. But then as I got older and as I got out of um, Wicca and I guess found hoodoo, which is folk magic, it just became so liberating. So like now it's like, you know, um, I don't have to, like there's a book out that everyone's going crazy for. I see a lot of millennials buy called Moon Spells. Um, and it's like, literally, it's a great book and they have great stuff, but it's like, you have to wait for the fourth week till your house is in Pisces (laughs) to light the full moon when it's blue. And it's like, ain't nobody got time for that, you know? So I, I, I'm lucky if I remember when the full moon is, (laughs) um, it's tomorrow by the way. Uh, and you know, it's as simple as lighting a candle for me. My ritual is similar to Olivia. I wake up and like, 
to me, it's like showers. I'm cleansing myself. Yes. I'm cleansing myself. I'm removing myself. Um, I have like this awesome rosemary bath wash. Rosemary is associated with protection. So all that is that like, to me, that is magic. Like that is there. When I drink tea, depending on what I drink, every herb has an association. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like incorporated. I know that like right now I have tiger's eye in my right pocket. That's helping me with communication. So, I mean, I do my little rituals, but it's not what people think. Mm -hmm. You know, it's as simple as like you said earlier, these talismans or these, um, things of, of luck that are instilled in us. Um, and it's not the, uh, you know, ceremonial magic where you have to cast a circle and take a good hour. I mean, I can't tell you one of the reasons why I left Wicca, uh, in the first place was how demanding it was. And I was living in New York in the time and to like jump on the E train and go all the way downtown to meet with my coven members to cast a circle that only lasted 10 minutes and then just, talk shit. I was like, <laughs> after I'd be like, damn, I can do this on my own. Right. 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 So, so I actually, I do find that really interesting though. So the way, almost this is the way that I've always kind of viewed these things too. Right. Cause I mean, again, so for my own, my own kind of personal biases and whatever, you know, I'm a very, um, I'm a very kind of scientifically minded person. Right. But I am open to, you know, all kinds of different things. Right. So, um, and definitely not one to, uh, I don't know, discount someone else's personal subjective experience. Right. Right. But so the way I've always kind of viewed these um, talismans or even say the ritual itself, just the, the whole ritual of, of any kind of religious experience, not just um, Wiccan or, you know, the personal kind of stuff that you guys are doing, but sort of the way I always view these things like, you know, a, uh, a an herb or a crystal or a, a, a candle lighting or whatever, all of this, to me, they're almost ways to get your mind in the right place to make this stuff happen, right? So, like, um, almost like, you know, um, kind of like what you were saying just now, Dylan, where, you know, uh, it's giving you confidence, right? It's it's putting, nice. you, it's putting you in the right state of mind to think, you know, um, you know, I really want to feel, you know, I really, I really need to, I don't know, I really need to... Um, to, to wish good things for this person today. Right. And so you, yeah. so you surround yourself with good things or you surround yourself with things that remind you of good things. And, um, in so doing kind of help yourself get into that mindset about thinking about, you know, good vibes to someone else. Yeah. And that's something yeah. that, that's something I do a lot too, where, you know, I mean, I'm, I am not a, I'm not a religious person. I have no particular religious belief really, but you know, if someone says, you know, Oh, we're going through a rough patch, you know, I will, you know, I'm, well, I'm thinking good thoughts for you. You know, I'm saying, I'm thinking about you today. Um, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a power of intent and manifestation and sometimes tools help that. I mean, let me tell you the biggest, like, um, to me, like this, like what, uh, when the secret came out. Okay. <laughs> I remember when the secret came yeah. out and I was like, I read it and I was like, what secret we have been doing this i mean vision boards are not vision boards i mean they're not new they're not new have you not have you not opened up teen vogue <laughs> you know right, sure. like it's well it's, it's actually an interesting thing right we had um probably uh one of my earliest listeners is um is uh someone who very much so i think found a lot of uh, guidance initially in, 
kind of some of the stuff around the secret and then kind of yeah. um, found her way to other sorts of, you know, um, I guess witchcraft, right, would be the would be the word for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you that's know, what the secret is. I mean, manifestation uh, with the power of intent, the power right. manifestation right. with the power of intent. Uh, we've been practicing that since I mean, look at the first temples. That's what it was. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So, and and oh, not to interrupt you, no, go but ahead. to go off of that, going back, I, I think one side note too is that so gods like deities, to me, the it's it's a multi. It, it, I think the reason why there were so many different gods is one, they didn't actually believe that these gods existed, but they were one, they were more tangible. Like I said, how the Old Testament scared the crap out of me <laughs> because you could not have a relationship with that god. He, he was far away, but with Zeus and Apollo and all these other deities, they had human error and flaws. You could relate to them. But the thing, too, about manifestation as intent, if you wanted money, there was Fortuna, who was a goddess of money. So you would manifest on Fortuna to bring you money. So really, it's just like uh, archetypes or symbols. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, that I... The idea of archetypes, I think, is definitely a very, uh, very powerful one, right? It shows up all the time, right? And uh, yeah. and just quick to give a shout out to that listener, that's uh, that's Tanner uh, out there. So Tanner, thank you so much for being one of my first listeners, doing a great job. Hey, um, Tanner. Hey, Tanner. So, so, okay. So actually, that's a question though, that I, I actually did have from an earlier thing that you had said, which is about these deities, right? So what, so does, so... Wiccan and witchcraft, two different things. Does one have deities versus one not having them? Is there so because it kind of it kind of struck struck me as interesting um, when you mentioned that Wiccan has sort of a, a dual godhead, I guess, where yes. there's a male and female aspect. Now, is that one? Is that one being? Is it two beings? Like, how does that? It, it's kind of it, it's both. It's both. Um, you know, the whole in the Wicca, the way that the holidays um, are constructed um, or the wheel of the year is around the god goddess myth. Uh, and depending on different covens, it's different goddesses, uh, gods and goddess. So usually it is um, a, a mother goddess. And I'm, I'm just using an example of a mother goddess and a god of the hunt. Uh, the god of the hunt gets slain, goes into the underworld, and then in spring comes back out. And then sometimes it switches. Sometimes it is the god who's the god of earth, and it is the mother goddess who goes into the underworld and comes back out. So there are Hellenic, uh, there's a, a Hellenistic coven, which is kind of like Greco-Roman. Okay. And their, their god goddess is um, Hades and Persephone. So Hades is the god of the underworld. Persephone is the goddess of spring, but also the wife of Hades. So during uh, May and and fall and spring and all those seasons, um, you know, you worship the mother goddess and then she goes into the underworld. And that's when you would associate with the male energy or things of that nature. Okay. Um, so okay. it's kind of like a duality there, uh, but also within Wicca, it's not just those two. You you can uh, worship many other deities and spirits as well. In witchcraft, 
Um, you don't have to. So witchcraft, you know, just like religion doesn't come with the belief in spirits or deities. I know many um, agnostic witches who don't incorporate any of that at all. I tend to, but it's solely, like I said, for archetypes. So if I were to do a spell, for example, and I wanted, uh, um, say I wanted to hear about a job, right? Sure. Um, for me, I would probably incorporate, or, or if I want to hear about communication or something like that, I would incorporate Mercury or Hermes because he's a messenger god. So getting my message out there, having some news delivered to me about receiving a callback. But for me, it's like I said, the archetype, the message of the deity that I'm using and not so much a belief that, oh, Mercury. Okay. I got, I got that. So how about, how about for you though? So Olivia is a Christian witch, right? Yeah. Do, you, do you, do you tend to kind of use uh, religion, like Christian idols or Christian archetypes kind of in your uh, practice or is that, is your I, I suppose religious practice separate from your uh, witchcraft practice or are they one and the same for you? Um, most of the time they're separate, but I do tend to like, especially if I'm doing something for somebody else, um, you know, just in general for somebody else. And it's not just for me. I'll usually incorporate like a prayer. Okay. Uh, but most of the time it's separate because it's more of a personal thing of just kind of like working on myself rather than like trying to manifest like all of these things, um, in my life. It's mainly just for me personally. Right. I, okay. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow, man. I already feel like I learned like a huge amount of stuff. <laughs> Here's um, this huge information book. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Well, actually, um, that's actually a question I don't have on my list, but I should ask you guys, what do you think are the best books for people who Ooh. want to learn about this stuff? Okay. Uh, the Encyclopedia of Witchcraft. <laughs> the Encyclopedia yeah. of Witchcraft yeah. by Judica Isles. Mm -hmm. okay. um, Everything is in there. She, she comes from both a practicing witch and an anthropological aspect. Okay. Um, and she, it's just so it's really well, written. it's really yeah. well written. Um, it's not dense and she, she has published other thing like the encyclopedia of like 10,000 spells and, and, uh, and like she, ha she does a lot of, uh, and it's not like a dense encyclopedia. It really is just kind of a go-to. Yeah. So that's kind of one of my favorites. Um, She's also, she's well-traveled too. So she's, you know, she's been to Egypt. She's been to these places. So she, she kind of comes from firsthand accounts, which I really like. Um, and then after that, I, I'm trying to think of like pagan authors that I, I know who to stay away from, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tumblr, um, but oh my God, do yeah. not go on Tumblr to learn about witchcraft. Or science. <laughs> or science, please. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of that. Um, you know, when I was a kid, there was this very famous book, uh, and it's still out there. I saw it at Barnes & Noble, and I was like, ah, and it was like over 10 million copies sold. Um, and it's called Teen Witch by oh, Silver Ravenwolf. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's really good for, like, the basis of, but it's so – fluffy. Okay. Um, and when I mean fluffy, it's just, it, it, a lot of it is, I would take with a grain of salt. Um, 
And then any books on Wicca, I would kind of, you know, they're very one-sided. I've known a lot. Oh, um, anything by, anything by, um, you got this. Um, I got this. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, I got this. Wasting time here. Oh no. Come on. Um, oh, I guess. See the thing. The thing with uh, Wicca is that. When you read a book on the history of witchcraft coming from a Wiccan, mm, it's, they it's, will tell they'll you they use it interchangeably. They use it interchangeably, and they use it to their own Got to it. their own um, advantage. Sure. If that makes sense, absolutely. So they will tell you that like um, ten million witches died during the burning times, and and they'll tell you that like Wicca has been around for ten thousand years, and it's like no. You know, and here's the thing too, Wicca is not all witchcraft. It usually only comes from a, a Celtic Irish derivative. Right. So if you are um, from the Caribbean Isles or if you are um, interested in, in ancient Egypt, Wicca is not necessarily for you. Raymond Buckland, mm, by the way. Raymond Buckland, okay. Anything by Raymond Buckland, um, he he also he he just passed away about six months ago, but he was there. Uh, he was part. He knew Gerald Gardner. He did Wicca, but his books on witchcraft are not from a Wiccan perspective. They are from folk magic. Uh, he also talks about Croatian witchcraft. Ooh. Um, yeah, and mm -hmm. he talks about uh, Romani as well. So uh, a lot of gypsy uh, folk magic. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Yeah, so he does, and if you're interested in ghost hunting, he does some. He has a great book on spirit communication. Um, so if you're looking at that, those would be the two things that I recommend. Very cool. So great. Well, that's that's really good. I'm gonna have to buy. Sounds like I'll have to buy a bunch of books tonight. <laughs> Wish yeah. List. <laughs> Amazon yeah. <wishes>. yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted to quickly before um, before because I've already kept you guys for an hour already uh, which this has been great i'm super i'm super excited you were able to come on i'm having a i'm learning so much tonight yeah um, what would you say is kind of the biggest misconception the public has and then what is your so the biggest misconception the public has your biggest pet peeve specifically and something that you would want to be able to tell the public about your practice okay <laughs> so okay. let's go Olivia you first <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll go first <laughs> okay. um, I think the biggest misconception is that they know everything already not like sure. know everything but I mean like it's just they you know they, they tell you especially when they're like oh I thought you were a Christian and it's like I am and then they, they're like but you can't do that and I'm like oh well darn better rethink my life then you know like it's um, <laughs> <laughs> right well I'm doing it so <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Um, that, and I think the big also misconception is, uh, we worship Satan. Um, mm -hmm. a lot, like a lot of them don't even, a lot that's of witches of don't my, even believe in Satan. That's um, one of my biggest, yeah, like, uh, um, that it is interchangeable with Wicca and that, uh, I think also the whole thing of like, oh, so you're going to curse me or, mm -hmm. you know, like it automatically becomes very, very negative when yeah. most, like, I mean, most of any of the intentions of a witch are usually anything, everything, all positive. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is like immediately you're, you're a villain. Yeah. I think, sure. I think as soon as people think that you have access to some, 
um, power or knowledge that they don't have. It's it just right. It just seems to be people's first instinct to wonder if you're going to use that against them. Yeah, it, it's right? a fear unknown. It's uh-huh. a fear unknown, and yeah. it's like, and now you would think with Google. <laughs> Because here's the thing, like, I remember, like, reading, like, in the 90s, I could understand, Mm -hmm. you know, like, even up until the 90s, like, okay, witchcraft is kind of, like, esoteric. Uh, But now it's, like, those mysteries, like, there was a book on wicked mysteries. Those mysteries aren't mysteries anymore. (laughs) Right. You know, it's it's kind of there. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, real quick, so I guess mine, like, I have is, like, one um, it would be Satan because yeah. uh, the devil is a big thing because to me, one, in order to acknowledge Satan, you have to uh, acknowledge the God. God. Uh, well, yeah, um, but uh, oh, uh, yeah. Lucifer, so like Lucifer is a Christian Catholic entity. Right. So in order to worship him and incorporate him into your practices, you have to acknowledge that side of Christianity. If you are not a Christian, you do not worship the devil. If that makes sense. No, absolutely. It's sort of a, uh, um, yeah, no, it's absolutely. It's a, it's a definitional problem, right? Satan only exists within Christianity. Precisely. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that, um, the other thing too, is like Olivia touched on is that, um, Lucifer was supposed to be beautiful. So when there's, uh, the imagery or archetype of Lucifer with horns or like, the uh, a goat or anything like that um that is all pagan symbolism so that is witchcraft that is a horned god if you want to call the horned god the devil go for it because (laughs) a lot of british witches did they called them the devil because they did um so if you want to call me worshiping the devil that's fine um another thing too is uh which i guess i don't know if you're going to bring up later or if i should bring up now uh the black magic thing but before that, I also think it's um, – I used to be very mad at witchcraft being a fashion trend. Um, and like in the past year, it's blown up. Yeah. Like it's all sure. over. We're mainstream um, now. We're How mainstream. cool is that? <laughs> and at first I was like, oh, no. But at the same time, it probably couldn't have been better. Yeah. You know? I think the only thing now that I feel like I have to fight with is that I'm a male and I'm a practicing witch. So a lot of people are taking it as uh, with a lot of feminism rights that are going on. Um, it's reclaiming the idea of being a woman. Um, mm. And I feel pushed out. <laughs> Bye, sure. Yeah, I was, I was actually going to say, so – um, so yeah, we're definitely, I definitely, that was kind of the last thing I really want to get into was this idea of kind of a white versus black magic. But actually before we get into that quick, um, the thing, yeah, you know, it's, it is interesting, right? Cause I, I actually think that was something that, um, it struck me as interesting when you mentioned that there was a kind of a male and female deity almost mixed together or not necessarily mixed together, but there is kind of both the male and female archetypes, right? And mm-hmm. that Definitely. to me assumes gender roles, right? Definitely. That, that seems to assume, you know, you can't have a, you know, if you can't have a male archetype God, if he's not, you know, uh, I don't know, chopping down trees and grooming his beard and you know, whatever. Right. But it's true. And I'm the first to say that of, of the faiths, Wicca is pretty, um, like kind of gender neutral. Okay. Um, and I, like if you look at ancient Rome, ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, I mean, the female was worshiped. 
you know? Um, but at the same time, there is that male archetype. He's always there. Uh, sometimes he's lesser, sometimes he's more. Um, but the only, there's only one, there's Dianic Wicca, which is just women and they, they worship the goddess, uh, Diana, mm -hmm. uh, who's the goddess of the moon and she's a virgin goddess. But aside from that, yeah. And in, in Wicca, there is that male female role. Sure. Interesting. And then another, just this actually will lead right into kind of the next, you know, this ending kind of segment, I guess. So you mentioned the idea of sort of Satan as a, um, you know, Satan as a kind of non, uh, you know, really having no connection to witchcraft outside of kind of the cultural connections that people have put on it. Right. For sure. Where, uh, it, it is a Christian deity and really the, the reading of Satan, what Satan has come to mean in modern times is significantly different than what Satan meant um, even at the time of the writing of the Bible, right? For right. sure. So, um, so anyways, but, but that does lead me to another question though of, is there, is there no within witchcraft or maybe let's say Wicca because witchcraft is more of these practices. Is there no within Wicca, um, ultimate good deity and ultimate evil deity, right? Is there not there a, is not. there is not. Okay. It's just like nature. There's the predator and the prey. Um, there's the balance of dark and light. Okay. Um, and one thing to say about black and white witchcraft and this, this was on my, like, that's why I was like, I'm going to hold it back. Cause it's, it's on my <laughs> list, but then I knew prior that you were going to touch on this. Yeah. So to me and what I have learned and, and the his from what I've read and what I was taught in my anthropology class, uh, and going to new Orleans, um, black witchcrafts and white witchcraft are not a thing. They don't exist. Um, Black witchcraft is racism. Yep. <laughs> they looked at the Afro-Caribbean traditions of hoodoo and folk magic. And, and because root work, uh, which is what folk magic is, it's guttural. It's sturdy. You use what is at your expense. You use chicken feet. You use bones. The, it's not animal sacrifice. You're using what's left. The Native American traditions as well, they use every part of the animal. But they used um, – they looked at these um, – not dirty, but they looked at these intense uh, rituals and the day-to-day -day grunge, uh, and they deemed that as black magic. Okay, I understand, um, yeah. Yeah, so um, to me, uh, witchcraft doesn't have a color. If it did, it would be gray. If you're going to manipulate someone's intent, I mean, I think love magic falls into the realm of black magic yeah. because you are manipulating or you're trying to uh, uh, oh, turn yeah. fate. Yeah. Oh, you're trying to control someone else, right? I mean, so that, we'll see. That's, the craft. And, that, and that's kind of where I would that, see. That's kind of for me, at least. So I actually had never even I had never even and this is just kind of from not thinking about it enough on my part. I think um, I had actually never made the connection between. Um, kind of, you know, the, what's the first thing you think of when you think of like, you know, stereotypical kind of black evil magic, it's voodoo, right? Yes. That's like the it first thing I think a lot of people have. What it is. It's so yeah. unfortunate because right. uh, voodoo and hoodoo is all about healing and yep. ancestral worship. Right. And that's kind of, and that's sort of the interesting thing, right? Is it's not really all that different from, um, kind of, you know, uh, I guess Shintoism or, sort of these, uh, you know, other ancestor worship practices. Right. Shamanism, Native American spiritualism. Yeah, right. Now, now, but, but though, for my own sort of, uh, I guess, modern view of it or whatever, um, 
to me, the distinction was always, and this is actually from the craft. Great movie. Um, <laughs> white, right? Like white magic is magic done for the good of someone else or the good of everything. Whereas uh, an evil or black magic, a dark magic, let's say is uh, for harm for personal gain. Is there no distinction made there of say, you know, um, you, you cast some kind of intent out there of, well, I'm going to be rich. I am going to be wealthy. And my, you know, maybe even that is in itself, not a necessarily a, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying it the right way. Almost this idea of virtues versus vices, right? If it's, if it's intent for a vice, does that give it a tinge of, um, I don't know, negativity, or is that by definition, a, sort of misuse of this power. Well, I feel like it's just like it's up to the witch, right? It's it. You can give somebody a tool and depending on how they use that, you know, like you give somebody a tool and depending on how they use that, that's how it's going to come out. Like it can, that it depends on the person completely. You give somebody power. Yeah. And they'll use it it for good or bad. It's like, it's like cooking. It's a knife. (laughs) A knife can be used to chop your herbs or it can be used to stab someone in the right. back. It's, it's any, but it's anything it's that's evil. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know? I completely, I completely get it. It's, it's a, um, it's the same argument used anytime again, again, it's that, it's that view of Guns. someone else, yeah. right? Yeah. It's that view of someone else having a power over you that you don't have. And then, you know, well, what are they doing with that power? Right. Exactly. Precisely. And to quote the craft, you know, we all got to <laughs> quote the craft. <laughs> I got a quote from you. Gotta get real witchy. Um, True magic is neither black nor white. It's both because nature is both, loving and cruel all at the same time. The only good or bad is in the heart of the witch. Life keeps a balance on its own. Sure. He pulled that up, by the way. He he doesn't have that memorized. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, okay. Well, now I'm looking a little bit less at you, Dylan. I'm sorry that you don't have it memorized. I wish you had. Put me under the bus, Olivia. Seriously. Oh, man. Well, listen, uh, thank you both so much for coming on the air and, yeah. uh, you know, sharing with us, uh, sharing with, with me and with the listeners a little bit of your personal beliefs and ideas and stuff. And, you know, um, I'm sure I'll get um, other questions and feedback and stuff from people who are interested at home. So uh, if I get those, I'll be sure to kind of contact you guys. Um, and, yeah, and thank awesome. you again so much for coming on. And, you know, uh, any other last things you'd want uh, you want to tell people anything you guys have going on, anything, you know, um, I don't know. Anything you want to say? I don't know. If you're in Burbank, come to the Mystic yeah, Museum. Yes, uh, And uh, I guess, too, it's it's be open-minded about, uh, I would say, anything that you see in movies in regards to witchcraft, take with, like, a grain, a of, grain salt. of salt. Sure. Speaking of salt, get your protection. And oh, and get some salt. <laughs> anything you, you're at McDonald's, you pack up on those salt packets. That's what I do. <laughs> Protect yourself. Protect yourself. <laughs> Great. Okay. Good stuff. Nice. Well, uh, well, thank awesome. you again so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us. And um, no problem. Love to have you on again sometime if there's you know other stuff that comes up. Yeah, please do. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because 
The news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.